Thank you for listening. This week's episode is with Matt Horn and David Kim. If you haven't heard of Matt Horn, I'd go follow him on social media right now at Matt Horn X or Horn Barbecue. Uh, he's partnered with David to create the Horn Restaurant Group, which is allowing them to open their first restaurant. Uh, Matt and his crew came to Austin for a few days off before they get right back to opening that restaurant. And it was a great treat to have him in town, go get some barbecue. Matt was one of the first guests on our show, and we've been friends throughout the years. We met at the Texas Monthly Barbecue Fest a few years ago, and uh, he was actually helping out Wayne Miller that day. Uh, the last time he cooked in Texas was in Houston. Uh, he cooked at charity event for Brian Furman and his restaurants that had caught fire. Uh, I ate three helpings of his oxtail with risotto that Max Kifari helped cook. That was amazing. Uh, and after that, we were smoking cigars on the roof of the Standard Hotel last May in Los Angeles during the Los Angeles Food Bowl. Uh, he's working hard every day to open this restaurant, and he wanted me to tell y'all to stop bugging him and asking when it's going to open. You can be rest assured that he is working every single day to get that restaurant open. But... If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash show where you can watch Matt and I smoke cigars during this entire talk. So please enjoy this wide-ranging and long conversation with Matt Horn and David Kim. Thank you for watching The Best Barbecue Show. I am here in Austin, and I have some really interesting guests from the West Coast. Uh, to my left here is Matt Horn, one of the kings of West Coast barbecue, a legend who's cook for Nike, um, all kinds of big events. Uh, most recently, we saw each other at the LA Food Bowl, uh, and he's here with David Kim, who is the president of the Horn Hospitality Group, uh, and they are about to open a restaurant. Um, thanks for being on, guys. Oh, man, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. us, man. It's, uh, it, it's great to have you back in Austin, you know? It doesn't happen often enough. I know, man. It's, it's, it's definitely been a while. Um, been wanting to get back up here. Things have been busy. But anytime we have to come up here, we try to make it happen. Yeah, and we got some sticks, and we got to go out last night a little bit, um, and which is crazy because I think they're actually going to shut the bars back down again. Yeah, that's here this we're week. You think it's our fault, actually? <laughs> <laughs> we went a little too hard. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you guys have been kind of doing the tour. Tell us, uh, tell us what you've eaten since you landed. Oh man. Um, Torchies, Valentinas. We had to go yeah. over to Valentinas. Um, Veracruz or breakfast tacos. Yeah, Veracruz uh, this <clears throat> morning. Um, we went over to Style Switch. And um, where else did we go? Oh, Terry Black's. Oh, Terry Black's. Yeah, we sure. stopped at Sam's this yeah, morning. Yeah, Sam's Barbecue. Yeah, of course. That's an interesting pet, huh? Oh, it is. It is, man. And uh he literally was just like, yeah, you know, I built this pit. And, you know, I was thinking about adding another section to it, but I never did. But anytime you see the brick pits, um, there's just something really cool and nostalgic about it. Yeah, and uh, and you guys are working on uh, actually getting some NSF certifications on your pit. So, you know, you're paying attention to a lot of the stuff they're requesting. And you can see how those old pits are like, they're lucky they're grandfathered in. I know, man. <laughs> I just, I, it would have been really cool just to have like one of those kind of pits. But... 
Yeah, we're having to go that route of just getting that certification just to make sure that we're compliant with the health department in our county. Um, you know, having the offset smokers are are new out there. I mean, yeah. even though they've been around for decades, but, you know, we have to do what we have to do to be compliant so we can get open and start slinging some cue. Hell yeah. Well, and it's funny because, you know, we've all been in a lot of kitchens and you've seen how dangerous or weird or, you know, there's a lot of kitchens that probably shouldn't be allowed to cook in. And then you got this like really simple cooking device that everyone wants to scrutinize and get like a thousand rules for. Yeah, definitely. It's just, it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, you'll have, you'll have some places that, you know, will allow it and some is, you know, I mean, I think it's like, we're trying to educate not just the public, but the West coast about what barbecue not just culture, but practices. And so just down to even the equipment. You know, this is what you make beautiful smoked barbecue with. And, you know, they'll, they'll, they, they'll think it's like an open flame, you know, fire pit. And it's as safe and contained as, you know, you could possibly imagine. So uh, tell me, because uh, I just met you, David, and you guys are taking this big endeavor. How did the two of you get connected? How did you kind of decide to... Work together. Tell the story, man. <laughs> Take your time. As, to as, as with all uh, contemporary beautiful relationships, it started on Instagram. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, Matt's got this tremendous, uh, not just following, but a, a beautifully rendered Instagram feed. And I had been following Horn Barbecue on Instagram. Um, you know, I moved out to the West Coast a couple of years ago. And I, you know, I was, I was just stunned and impressed by, you know, the visuals and the storytelling. And then, you know, I was working in a co-working space in Old Town in Oakland. I just come from the farmer's market. And it was in a big bundle of uh, groceries with me. And uh, I'm walking down the street and I see these two guys on the corner. And this gentleman here is wearing the sweatshirt that says Horn Barbecue. And I said, hey, are you with Horn Barbecue? And he says, I am Horn Barbecue. That's <laughs> <laughs> the right answer. Yeah, but, you know, and we just got talking. I mean, we, uh, I had just come from the A's game. And um, my partner, had she had bought me some barbecue at the A's game. And we we're, you know, chopping it up about, like, boiled meat <laughs> painted red, <laughs> covered in sauce that somehow passes as barbecue. Um, but, you know, we had this instant deep connection. You know, I think it's disposition. I think it's character. I think it's just a certain kind of fadedness. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you meet people, when you go and you you meet people in those different situations, it's like it wasn't planned. I didn't expect to meet this guy, but we crossed paths that way. And um, this guy he was saying it's just kind of like an instant connection. Um, definitely, our visions were aligned. We were in the same place in terms of what we were doing and. Um, He's been supportive, man. You know, I've been called crazy for a lot of stuff that, you know, that I'm doing. But you look now and people see the different moves that are being made, the different, you know, the things that we have going on. And it's not so crazy, but you have to be willing to step out on faith and take risks, you know, calculated risks. That's right. You know, and be fearless. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I I think the, the mutuality of our, or the mutually reciprocal nature of our visions, I mean, are certainly fed by the fact that we have a, a black chef and black pitmaster 
you know, a person of color coming into this mix. And, well, what is it to build a business in a moment like this where, you know, the, the, the industry and, you know, barbecue itself is, is the perception is dominated by white folks. And, you know, we're here to disrupt, but also to correct. Well, and, and Oakland's a kind of a, the epicenter now because that whole, uh, Permit Patty or whatever the the barbecue oh, no. No, no. Uh, barbecue Becky let's barbecue get it right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Otherwise what, known as a pre Karen. Did did you guys? I know there was a big celebration after um, after that, and everyone just came out and cooked. Were you guys out there, or did you? Yeah. Is there still that vibe of like let's barbecue more because of that lady? I mean, yeah. I mean, they still do their their kind of barbecues at the lake. I wasn't able to go out when they brought out all the barbecue pits and. Everybody's out there grilling and having a good time. But, um, you know, the two brothers that experienced that uh, that profiling and had to deal with that experience, they came into the restaurant. To, I mean, they came to, to a pop-up I was having. And after the pop-up, you know, me and my wife, we sat down and we spoke with them. And, you know, they just kind of expressed their experience, their point of view of it, uh, the effects of it. And, you know, really two good brothers are doing great stuff mm -hmm. for Oakland and for that community. And um, it just kind of it just sucks that they had to experience that. But a lot of that stuff you see, you know, happens across the country. Um, you know, it's things that are caught on film, things that are not. But I think as a country, we need to find a way to come together collectively and, um, and move forward. You know, because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all people. You know, we're all people. We're all here trying to figure this thing out called life. And um, we need to find a way to do it in love and through love you know one of the things i, I absolutely agree with matt and um one of the things i deeply appreciated about the response to barbecue becky you know you saw these massive crowds come out into the lake and barbecuing but it was a response of what i consider to be black joy and exuberance in response to basically a white woman saying you don't belong here and the black community in oakland saying actually this is our city Right. This is our city. And they did it through food and they did it through music and celebration. It, just, it was beautiful. Well, don't you think that, you know, there's a there's a culture to a lot of things and each group of people has their own culture. But we also have a ton of culture in America that like barbecue culture, it could have started anywhere, you know, and everyone's doing it. And people are even more into it now and they're seeing what you're doing and they're they're inspired and they're like, I want to try to cook this. I want to do, you know, I've cooked more oxtail since that, that thing in Houston. <laughs> since, yeah. And I've been doing it a hundred ways, you know, crock pot, smoking it, like just trying to find ways because it's such a delicious thing. Uh, but it, it, it's cool to see the range of people and it's cool to see like Oakland's going to have this amazing spot. And I can't wait to see like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure people are already like trying to make reservations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every day, man. Every day. You know, the people, they've been really patient with us. I mean, even like when we, even like when we were doing our pop ups, people would ask, like, hey, you know, when are you going to open up a restaurant? Uh, are you looking at a brick and mortar? That sort of thing. And earlier on, like, my focus was literally just making sure that the food was executed and that when people came to our events, that they had a really great time. I mean, you, you have those people that'll complain or the line is too long and all, you know, that sort of stuff. But 
we we had that issue because we were focused on every piece of meat that we cooked, cutting it specifically and intentionally. We wanted to we wanted to present our best at all times, and that comes with a sacrifice. You know, we we have you know long lines and that sort of thing, but um, people literally every day. When are you open? Are you opening? Um, we've been waiting. Hey, I'm in Oakland. Are you open? Hey, I'm outside the building. Are you guys open? Today? I mean, and we then the emails and then social media, you know. So it it's humbling. I'm, you know, I'm grateful that people are excited about what we're going to be doing in Oakland. But um, just from my perspective, it's like, you know, I've been waiting for for years. You know, yeah. I started this journey a long time ago. Uh, not just in barbecue, but just going out and, you know, trying to make something of myself. And um, it's been a beautiful journey that's led me here. And, um, you know, I'm excited. I'm like waiting. I can't wait. I'm just as excited as they are. So I'm, I'm ready to get in there and start cooking. You need a big countdown clock. That, I know. Like, I know. Put a webcam <laughs> on, live feed until right, yeah, right, you're right, open. Right, right, right. If anyone asks, you just send them the link. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, you guys are doing a lot more than just opening a barbecue place. I mean, obviously, you've started this hospitality group. Right. You're getting the pits NSF certified. You have to put in, similar to uh, to Truth Barbecue, you're right. putting in a hood and you're doing all these things, which, you know, I don't think are necessary completely, but, you know, it's good to keep the city happy and that's how you open a restaurant. So are you, I'm sure you're learning a lot. Are there any f weird, quirky stories or things that have happened kind of as you've been going through the process? I think we are one long quirky story sometimes, you know, it's, I mean, look, what we had to do with the restaurant and, you know, I, I think there's a version of the story where we're saying, oh, you know, the county or the city was making it hard, making it hard on us and we had to, you know, accommodate them and so on. But, you know, if I think about it and, you know, coming down here and w looking at the different spots in Oak Austin and, you know, the inventiveness of these restaurant tours. Of like what how do you make a restaurant how do you make a barbecue restaurant here and when in oakland i mean matt came up with this idea of like we'll put it the pit in the restaurant and it's behind this enormous glass that people will look into the pit and you know it's it's it actually it, it will look like an art exhibition you know it's it's a beautiful beautiful site and you know i don't think that we would have just come up on that on our own but there's something about the um the obstructions, you know, people saying that there's no way to do this. And, you know, our modality is that if you say there's no way, we know that there is a way. Right. Yeah. Can't stop you. No, you can't. You're, you're, you're ready to go. It's not, it's not if, it's how. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. I mean, if one door closes, open another one. If that one's closed, build your own. <laughs> Cut a hole. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cut a, I mean, for, and for me, like, this is my first restaurant endeavor. And so, you know, I'll have chats with folks from my, you know, other parts of my life from higher, higher education and so on. And they'll say, hey, what'd you do today? And they'll say, oh, I was working on an essay. They'll say, what did I, what'd you do today, David? And I said, oh, I ordered a walk-in refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I absolutely love that. I mean, it's beautiful to, it's great because I love uh, getting to talk to you when you're kind of so close to being done, when you're so, you know, even just now you were on your phone yep. dealing with the vent hood and dealing with that stuff. And uh, I'm sure, you know, uh, 
you've got people working right now on stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of people that's working, like, tirelessly. This is just to get this thing going, and we're grateful for them. I mean, they're, they're all in with what we're trying to do and just kind of driving this thing through just so we can get this place open. Um, but I, you know what? I, I look at, when you look at situations like that, when you're faced with adversity in life, um, I think the true measure of any man or woman is pretty much how do you respond to adversity. Um, I embrace it. I understand that it's a part of, it's a part of the journey. It's a part of the story of who we are. I mean, if we would have opened, you know, I, I got the space back in August and, um, there was bunch of different things that I had to navigate but you know had we had opened back then um, look what we would have been faced with I mean and even now with us opening with us you know planning open this year um, we're in the midst of a pandemic um, racial reckoning in America and you know so it's just like what do we do in this moment you know of course we're aware of it and we appreciate it and respect it but we have to keep moving forward as a company and as a brand and find ways to be creative to be able to navigate through these kind of, you know, murky waters that we find ourselves in. And it, it seems like, but at the same time, even though there's a pandemic, even though, you know, there's all kinds of protests and things happening, you guys are also just pushing forward. It doesn't seem like, did, do you feel like there was much of a slowdown from all this stuff? or No. No. <laughs> no. If anyone's like, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> no, yeah, we, it, it's, it's a blessing. I mean, things continue to, different opportunities continue to come our way. Um, we're working on developing different projects. Um, that stuff is exciting. Um, yeah, we're, we're working, man. Yeah, I mean, That's what you know, we signed and, up for. Yeah, and, and to Matt's point, look, we could have seen the pandemic shutdowns and. Um, as he says, you know, powerfully, this racial reckoning in the United States as a reason to pause. And we took it as a reason to respond and to be proactive. So, you know, I, I think, you know, we uh, started this initiative called the Horn Initiative. We, you know, we made 4,000 meals for frontline workers and homeless folks in Oakland um, over, you know, we made those meals over three weeks. And it was just really, a hand, you know, Matt and me and some volunteers coming out and the response to that has been extraordinary where people said you know you're not even open for a restaurant and you took it upon yourselves you know to feed people in need to support the folks who are dealing with this directly and then you know and Matt as a uh, a black chef a black owner of a business has you know increasingly uh, the press has come to him saying like what do you want to say about this moment? Like, how do you, you know, because it's a, it, he, he's become a kind of focal point, you know, uh, for a lot of the things that are happening in the world. Well, do you feel like, is it the community? Is it the, the food you create? What do you think? Do you think people are just looking to you because there's, because of who, kind of how you participate in Oakland or? I think, I think pretty much, um, maybe a combination of all of that. I mean, the love we put in our food, um, the love that we show our guests. Um, you know, when people come, I mean, anybody that's been to a Horn Barbecue pop-up, you know, 
have crossed paths with me. So it's like they have to come to me to get their meat cut and their ordering and that sort of thing. And um, I just think collectively all of those things uh, and just our place within the community, not just Oakland, but, you know, then barbecue, then food. But um, it's the responsibility, you know, there's responsibility that comes with being in a position of leadership. And um, it's been really great. I mean, it's been, we've had to, I mean, it's been just been it's been awesome, and we I gladly take it on, gladly. Well, and and one of the things that I've loved watching is how well you take your time. You like to work, and you don't necessarily, you know, it's not like you're like saying you're not outspoken isn't true because you get to say all these great things. You get to speak at these events, but at the same time, it's like you're not. You're not on Instagram shouting. You're just showing people, I work hard, like, find something you love. And it, it's inspiring because you're just, you're on track, like, just rails. Right, right, definitely. And it's just like, you know, people are, we get it, people are people are upset. I mean, I've, I've heard all the horror stories. I've dealt with stuff within, you know, my own family. And you hear about the history in this country and yeah. just, just different things. And it's like, you, you kind of grow up with that kind of makes you numb I mean when you're seeing it just like all the time but it's just kind of like one of those things like okay how are we going to respond but then also like make change and then also me stepping back and looking at my business and our organization and just like okay how do we implement this change that we want to see are we doing our part and I think that's the biggest thing is that if everybody does their part and we all kind of step back and just be like hey you know what can we do to deal with this issue and move on collectively, because you know I'm all about love and togetherness and this joint collectiveness and hell yeah yeah no absolutely and and look we're restaurant tours right now, but what we do is not just for the restaurant. What we do is not just for barbecue. I mean, you know, we talk about this all the time. You know, it's bigger than barbecue and it's bigger than us. And how are we going to carry ourselves in the world so that people understand without the kind of shouting, as you say, you know, the kind of hectoring, but through how, what we do and who we are, that the thing that's bigger than us, you know, it's a form of radical love. It's a commitment to community. It's an understanding of the traditions that made us and that we carry this work, we do this work in a, in a way that perhaps inspires people, but also gives them a sense of, of comfort and confidence, right? Wow, I can do this, I can do something you know, like these guys, I can do something like this restaurant. Yeah, and it's 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 kind of the the spirit of barbecue in general mm. is to take your time to be with people you like, yep. and it's like I've never been to a barbecue where there was like a jerk. You know what I mean? <laughs> like ninety nine percent of people are just there to hang out. They're patient. Yeah. You know, uh, everyone has a, a problem with you know. Um, a few people getting mad about the line or right. this or that. But at the same time, I like, I like that it, it shows that, yeah, we waited two days staring at pits, doing work just to get to yeah, talking yeah. to you. Right. So you can wait a little bit, but it's going to be worth every, like I've never stood in line for really anything and been like, Oh, this isn't worth it. I wouldn't be standing there, you right. know? Right. So it's like, it's, it's beautiful to see the, the world, I mean, especially the West Coast, because they're not used to it. In Texas, we're used to lining up for things, you know, since oh, 
2008, 2009. Right. You know? Right. Uh, and so, plus we have, you know, South by, like, there's just so many things you have to wait in line for. Uh, but, like, you know, a lot of these guys was talking to Danny Castillo and, and some of these guys, they have lines at breweries or wherever they're doing pop-ups and it's like, you go to Moose and their line's like four hours long every Sunday. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, but I like your point about the culture of waiting in line and, the, you know, when you go to the pop-ups, you know, Four Horn Barbecue, people are actually having fun. I mean, you know, you get the folks complaining. Yeah, the line's a scene. Yeah, the line's a scene. You know, they're they, grilling. I mean, yeah, they're grilling and all this stuff. I had a guy, he brought his grill out. He's, like, making food in line. Um, <laughs> I mean, I had, I had a couple that um, this girl, for her boyfriend's birthday, she was just like, I'm going to surprise him because I know he's from Texas, and I'm going to take him to a Horn Barbecue pop-up. And uh, she, that was her birthday present for him, to come, experience the line, um, experience the food, experience, you know, our family. And, um, you know, they ended up getting married. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's just like things like that are like, it's That's beautiful. beautiful. It is, man. It's very beautiful. So it's just like we understand there's this element, you know, within anywhere where people just kind of want things kind of, it's kind of microwave society. I mean, the food takes time to um, for us to put our love in it and to prepare it correctly. But you know that experience, like you know, doing the best that we can. I mean, we're we're cutting the meat for you um, and offering you an experience. We can easily pre-cut all the meat, man. We can easily pre-cut all the meat and try to make it easier for us. But we don't want to do that. I, I'd rather accept the challenge in front of me and yes there's a measure of difficulty within doing it but that one-on-one experience that's that's the thing that keeps me going with barbecue is that interaction with the customer and to be able to express our love for barbecue and barbecue does that i mean wayne Mueller says all the time barbecue is the great unifier you know <laughs> good old it's wayne true. and you know and, and it's true so well, and there's there's very few places. There are some places where you kind of order at a counter and they bring you the food. They're still cutting it fresh. Right. But really the experience that a lot of people look for and that they they want that. You know, I remember back in the day when Aaron used to cut at Franklin and you'd just be talking to him and everyone got like their mm-hmm. five minutes awesome. with him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's beautiful to see. You know, they're not just lining up for the food right. or, or one specific thing. They're lining up to talk to you. They're right. lining up to be in the line to meet the people. And I mean, like, uh, I've met, I met the uh, Andrew and Michelle from Moose in line at Snows. Like, yeah. you never know who's going to be in line, and and it's a culture of sharing. Everyone's got coolers and chairs, and right. you know, some sometimes people will be playing poker or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. people are people are just like, no care in the world. Like, they know that at the end of the line through that door is going to be a guy cutting that's interesting that's that's ready to go and it's like it's just the the whole culture of it to me you, i'm an enthusiast so i'm a big barbecue nerd yeah. <laughs> so it's easy for me to get excited for this stuff yeah, right. you know but you know i mean if you think about um you know cooking culture now where you have these celebrity chefs and people might go to a restaurant they're, they're hoping to meet the chef they're hoping to meet somebody but you know the chef often won't actually even touch the food and in barbecue it's literally the other way around you know that matt or you know wayne or others have spent hours and hours and hours working on this food and then having it cut by the hands that made it hell yeah come on yeah come on 
Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Are you gonna miss doing pop-ups? <laughs> you know what? Um, I think we got a folding table with us somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. No, yeah, I am gonna miss doing the pop-ups. I mean, it's just we took a chance and took a risk. Um, I mean, we reached out to a bunch of breweries in the Bay Area, and um, I was t I was just kind of stepping out on faith, just kind of like, hey, you know what? Let me. Let me reach out and see if there's anybody that would allow me to come and have this, you know, crazy idea of, you know, doing my barbecue and, you know, and didn't get any responses. Right. Didn't get any responses. And one brewery in Oakland, um, L Industries, responded back and they were like, we have the date available. You can come set up and that sort of thing. And that's where it started. It started there, and there's a, there's other breweries throughout the Bay um, that's opened their doors. We've done a lot of stuff, a lot of great stuff in San Francisco yeah. and Oakland, but um, L Industries was literally like the first that you know gave me that opportunity. But it is amazing. I mean, if I think about it, how little the Bay Area. I mean, it's a it's a food mecca, it's a restaurant mecca, but how little the Bay Area understood barbecue and still doesn't understand barbecue, right? It's still this. Um, you know, it's like French cuisine from like 80 years ago. <laughs> Even though it's a, it's a tradition that's, you know, centuries old. But somehow it's novel in the Bay. And that's exciting for us. It's not that we're the first to do it there. But the way, you know, the way that Matt does it, the, the style, um, the execution, the, the craft, the excellence, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be game changing. Well, and don't you think it, it, it's so cool to have on top of, I think, Texas barbecue, um, which, you know, I think that as much as you cook on a Texas pit and all that, you still have like horn is its own like planet of barbecue. You know what I mean? But there's also this huge open fire. You know, people are buying all these open fire grills and these mm -hmm. like multi-tool things. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's cool to see just people wanting to go, oh, well. You know, I want to learn how to use charcoal because it might take longer, but it's a better flavor than gas. Yep. You know, and, and it, it's cool to see everyone wanting to slow down. People wanting to open a restaurant that's a, has a giant fire pit like Salt Lick in the middle. Mm -hmm. You know, like the, the, the kitchen's the centerpiece. It's kind of like anytime you're at a party at someone's right. house, you're always in the kitchen. It's oh, the yeah. heart, you know? Well, I mean, I think that's one of the cool things about seeing the pit in our restaurant, you know, behind that glass. You can actually gather around in ways that you probably couldn't in other other uh, barbecue places. Yeah, and it also tells a story. It tells a it tells a story of pretty much like who we are, where we're going, where we've been. I mean, literally, the the story has been documented on on Instagram, and it's like my favorite platform. I, I love Instagram. I remember having a BlackBerry phone, and uh, <laughs> I had a BlackBerry, and one of my friends had an iPhone and they were scrolling through this app. Yeah. They used to post like a bunch of, um, they used to post a bunch of photos and stuff on like MySpace mm -hmm. and that sort of thing <laughs> back when I, Oh, you're the MySpace yeah, guy. Yeah, back when, <laughs> yeah, back when MySpace was, you know, doing its thing. But I'm just like, hey, what is that? He's like, oh, it's Instagram. You could post a picture, you know, put your filter on or, or whatever. And I was just like, and literally, like, that next week, I went out and got an iPhone, and I'm just, like, laying in bed on Instagram and 
it was just I was just fell in love with the app. But it's per, that platform has provided me um, the opportunity to tell the story from day one. So when people see, you know, I'm up at two, three, four o'clock in the morning, and they're like, you know, what is this guy doing? You know, just shovel and plant around the fire, and then show up at a pop-up after you've prepped and you know you had to shop and prep and then cook the meat and then stay up all night watching the meat Mm -hmm. making sure that your temperatures are um are even and consistent and you're burning a clean fire and then you're watching how the meat is reacting to the cooking and how's your cooker you know how's it responding to the conditions or whatever the case may be and then show up at a pop-up and then slice for three or four hours you know to a few hundred people and then greet all those people and and not complain that you had to do it but to have a a cheerful spirit Mm. you know what i mean because it was all building up to that exactly so in the restaurant for for customers to be able to come in and dine in our restaurant and experience our love on a day-to-day basis but then also to see that's the vessel that's preparing the meat for you, and these are the people whose hands that that product has come from. It's all a part of a. It's, it's all a part of a a bigger picture. Yeah, and and you tell the story beautifully. I mean, you have you have great people with you. You've got right. a great team uh, who all have their own interesting stories. So right. there's really, as a storyteller myself, there's no end. I could. We could just line people up and sit down at this table and talk right. for the next eight hours. And the, I mean, the guy, the guys and gals who are into it would watch too. That's a beautiful part. Is these, you know, my the barbecue people, barbecue nerds, whatever you want to call them, are like, they're chomping at the bit. They want everything, you know. I love that, man. I get messages every day, and they're like, hey, you know what? Uh, I used to work in finance. Um, we've been following your story. You're an inspiration. And when I hear that stuff, it's, it's humbling. Because in my mind, I'm still, you know, chasing perfection. Even though I'll never achieve perfection, none of us will. It's not obtainable. Yeah. But you can, you can find yourself resting in excellence when you Absolutely. Pursue, pursue that. So when I see people reach out and they're like, you've been an inspiration and that sort of thing. And you know what? We decided to strike out on our own. So... You know, we're going to start doing a farmer's market. Or I've had people even like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go into a brick and mortar. I mean, people all the time are going to tell you, hey, the restaurant business is, is challenging. It's mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, the margins are, are tight. Right. And, uh, you know, people love to tell you about the, the fail rate of restaurants. But I'm one of those kind of like running a burning building kind of guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what <laughs> I am. And this journey has been like, I say it all the time, it's like jumping out of a plane and and uh, without a parachute, yeah, you know, that's and, right. And trying to build on your way down. Well, yeah, well, with the crane guy strapped right. on your back, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I mean. You're, you're the analogy isn't that far off. Like you're a firefighter. Oh yeah, you guys all are. Like yeah. you're you're putting out fires every day. Right. You probably yep. have to put out fires the moment we shut off the cameras. I mean, Danny Meyer said it's kind of like the Swan Theory, where it's like, uh, on the on the. On the exterior, you just kind of see like this this beauty and this grace, but you know beneath it, it's just you're trying to uh, you know you're trying to orchestrate everything and conduct this this symphony. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's daily work. I mean, it requires it takes a lot out of you. I mean, barbecue 
it's hard. It is a labor of love. But um, when you can find that, hey, you know, I find peace and fulfillment with what I do, and you have a system, then it allows you to be able to move on to, to different things and do different things to keep that built up. Man, I got to believe that one of the reasons that people are so enamored by um, not just barbecue, but, you know, folks like Matt or others where they're seeing excellence and you're drawn to that. You know, it's, it's, you know, in our mundane lives, we like to look to others and say like, wow, you're doing this something at a level that I didn't think was possible, but it actually makes things possible for me. Right. Then I think, well, if I have the disposition and the character and the discipline and the habit to do that, then that might be possible for me. And that's, and it's funny because, you know, the barbecue culture feels so casual. And I think, then people begin to understand that it's actually not, it's friendly, <laughs> but it's not casual, right? It's demanding. And, I, and, that's, a, and that's a powerful lesson. Well, I, like I've been watching The Last Dance, and it reminds me a lot of, you know, you, you got every time you put out one of those fires, every time you, you know, go and set up the restaurant, every time you do a pop-up, every time there's, there's a smoker running, you're practicing, you know? And, and it's cool to see because we were talking about this earlier. It's like, it doesn't matter. You know, you could have the best photos on Instagram, but if you're not cooking, no one cares, you know? It's like, you got to be cooking. If you, if you haven't cooked in a year, like, it's less interesting to people as you guys who are just constantly putting out, like, this is what we're doing. This is a pop-up, and now hey, we're opening a restaurant. You know, exactly. And a lot of people, they, you know, they, they follow the Instagram and... I, you know, I read comments. I probably shouldn't. I mean, just to go through that rabbit hole of don't read comments. reading comments. But, you know, some people are just kind of like, I don't know. The food looks good. I mean, the picture looks great, but how does the food taste? Or they'll be like, well, it's not in Texas. So I don't know if I'm going to go. You know, all that kind of different stuff. But it's like what they, what they fail to realize is, is that, yeah, the food looks good. The pictures are, are great. And we want to, you know, showcase and highlight our work. But what they don't see... Um, are the countless hours of when I don't have a pop-up. You know, I cook every day. Yeah. I cook every single day. I don't mm -hmm. record it. I don't post it. I do extensive R&D. And um, I've been doing that for years. And, you know, there's a sacrifice with being that obsessed with your craft. I mean, you look at anybody great. I know you just said, the, you know, the last dance. I mean, look at look at the sacrifice that comes with trying to, chased six championships hell yeah i mean look at you know look at dennis rodman i mean the guy had to just go and hey for a few days i gotta just go unplug but that's that that's what worked for him i mean jordan i study jordan i try to find ways to kind of you know look at his work ethic i mean we all have seen the highlights and we know about jordan yeah. and that sort of thing but to look at it in a deep a deeper level and then kind of take like that process and his approach to excellence and his work ethic, and how can I apply it to what I'm doing? You know, should I be cooking more? Should I, you know, trying different woods and um, experiment with, with different cuts? You know, like yeah. We did the um, we did the uh, the Manfire Food Show on um, Cooking Channel, and when we did that, you know, I wanted to cook something totally different than what I did, but they were just like, you know, we, you know, let's do something different or whatever the case may be, and. You know, we did the uh, the lamb shoulders and everything like that. 
And at that point, I had only did like lamb ribs. So, but just having an understanding of how the fire, you know, is going to react and just understanding the different cuts of meat and that sort of thing, you have to be committed to it in order to achieve excellence. And every day I'm striving for that, you know, so I just try to, you know, have, have tunnel vision and stay focused on that. Um, there's a lot of people doing a lot of great stuff um, in the restaurant industry, within barbecue, but I just literally just stay focused on what we're doing and just just build it out. And luckily, when you guys want to unplug, you come to Austin, so right. <laughs> I benefit from exactly. that as well. <laughs> hey, I may move out here, man. Let's, let's go, dude. <laughs> Joe Rogan's moving out here. People, a lot of people are talking about Texas. You know, it's a we're we're hot right now, and mm-hmm. and I think we've got some of the best food in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you guys are yeah. an exception, but you know, I think Texas barbecue is the best. And mm-hmm. and besides, in Texas, there's not a lot of places to get it. Besides, y'all, a few places in L.A., New York. You know, there's one in Tennessee, it's a. Uh, it's interesting to see people just kind of getting. Oh, like I shouldn't cook a brisket too fast. Oh, I don't need all these spices or I don't need all this stuff. I just need mm-hmm. to have clean smoke and let the smoker do the work. And right. and yeah, and I love I love seeing the same way the Last Dance is like this beautiful documentary of behind the scenes. Like that's all I've ever wanted to do was just get you guys to sit down, tell the stories because everyone wants to know this stuff. You know, and unfortunately, most barbecue guys don't even know how to, you know, they're, I, I teach them how to use Instagram, you know? Right. And right. it's like, you guys are lucky because you, you can tell your story. But the whole point of the show is to just have the archive of, you know, mm. like this moment will be so fun to look at in a year or two yeah, years yeah, or right, when yeah. you're on your 10th restaurant. Right, you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not to bring up nightmares. Right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> just uh, add a little more gray and that's all. You know? Yeah. We're all, we're all going gray these days. I mean, it's been uh, what we're a hundred days in or something to the this whole situation, and it's a uh, you know it, it's it, it's hard to like it's just like getting out of bed is just a little more like okay what's the, what's the onslaught today mm-hmm. right right yeah no absolutely but you guys are bringing the positive message that's the thing like when you're creating it's a, it's a lot harder to be pissed off about stuff you know yeah no I felt that too you know when we did our fr- first food giveaway during the pandemic. Um, you know, I mean, at that point, it was maybe a few weeks into the pandemic and people were like, you're going outside. <laughs> you're breathing fresh air. <laughs> right? And but there was something very um, comforting to me, at least. And I think for Matt as well, where, you know, we're doing something not for for gain or profit. And it just made actually me feel better about the moment. Because I felt like I could do something constructive, you know, something concrete, as opposed to sitting at home worrying, being anxious, being afraid, and all that. Yeah, and when you're, uh, there's something too. It's like, what you guys do isn't. It's not really like it's for you, but it's not for you. Like it's 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 somehow barbecue creates a healthy ego in yeah. this way that. As long as you don't put, like, your face on everything and a big sign like the old school places, you know? Like, it's nice that everyone's just like, no, this is my thing. Come eat my food. Like, at no point are, are would I ever expect to go to any of these barbecue joints and have anything but an amazing time. And it's mm. like, that's not guaranteed at a lot of places. Right. You know, yeah. go on well, Yelp good. or whatever. There's people complaining about all kinds of stuff. And, and even though there are those keyboard warrior whoever, like, if you go to any of y'all's you know, comments, all that stuff, it's going to be generally more positive than oh, most yeah. industries. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, you have those few people that create the fake accounts and would take shots. Okay, you call me. You call me. <laughs> it doesn't phase it, To be honest with you, man, it, it, it doesn't even phase me at all. I mean, it doesn't even, um, it doesn't even inspire me, to be honest with you. It's just, I mean, it's just there. It's just a part of the journey. I mean, you just deal with that in life. I mean, I'm, I'm feeding off of an internal drive and yeah. fire this inside man that's been lit and continues to stay lit you know so and none of this is about like universal praise or universal agreement or you know like this is the best absolute well we do believe it's the best in the absolute but <laughs> but the, right but want to be we want to be the best yeah but but you know to think that everyone's going to think that is actually foolish well and you create the best by because everything you do is like this is now the best mm -hmm. like it's like everything you do is like another step and you're so focused on like you guys see things like even just cooking barbecue like the moment you take that meat out of the fridge you know you're gonna spend a whole day with it mm -hmm. and so knowing that it's a lot more than you know like when i when i interview people it's like i know that i'm thinking about this like what's it gonna look like in 10 years not like i don't care if it gets 10 views or a thousand views. Yep. It's the same thing. You guys are looking 10 steps ahead of most people. So you're, you're, you're seeing it in a more healthy way where you, cause humans just the way we perceive time is it's screwy, especially with all our devices and things. Now right. it's like, yeah. we want everything to be all instant. And it's like, right. it teaches you patience. And I think you especially has, have an incredible like learner's mind. You know, you're always, like when we were in in LA and there's all these pits and there's all these great cooks like all we wanted to do like we didn't even sometimes we'd have these big ruckusy talks but a lot of the time we were just standing there watching each other you know and then just seeing oh how's that As, especially you and when Aaron and a few of the you know the the bigger name guys as soon as they were doing something everyone was kind of peeking over their smoker like oh how's he doing that what, what oh what's in that you know yeah, yeah. and it was cool to see y'all interact because there really isn't you can ask anyone anything. It's not like someone's gonna be like, oh, this is my secret sauce, you know? Mm, right. And that's another cool thing is there's no real, there are secrets to the public, but when y'all are together, it's so beautiful to just watch everyone be open and relax. So there's, there's no like, there's just no, there's no walls between you. And it, it's beautiful to see the way that, that y'all interact, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, it's been powerful for me. I mean, this, I've only been in Austin a couple of times, but it's been powerful for me to come here with Matt because it has been an education for me about the community. So, you know, meeting up with various pitmasters in town. And, you know, they're incredibly welcoming, incredibly generous. They're saying, what do you need? <laughs> right? Listen, you don't, have to, you don't have to teach yourself this thing. You know, when you're opening the restaurant or whatnot, you know, just call me and I'll tell you. There are very few industries where there's a high level of excellence where people share like that. And and I think right now, actually, I've been seeing more chefs, more people outside of barbecue that are still in food and cooking. I've seen them collaborating. I've seen, I've seen that a, a slight shift. It's not mm -hmm. huge. There's still lots of competition, a lot of shit talking. But I, I I think that barbecue has been. People are seeing the way that barbecue is a community, and they're and the chefs are realizing, oh, like like you're not seeing these loud, mean chefs becoming popular, right? Because with social media and video and all this stuff you're you can see into the kitchen now you can you know if you got i used to work in a kitchen where we had to like basically like force the chef to like go in the basement 
he's just screaming at everybody, you know? Right. Like, people yeah. don't, pe- people show that now, and you can't, and, and no one wants to work for that, you know? And people are attracted to a good heart, and people are attracted to exceptional talent. I mean, I watch these guys greet Matt, and, you know, like, I mean, this guy is one of the biggest blessings in my life, and that he comes with such genius and talent to a craft, which he will say, like, I'm still, and you're, you put it well, it's like, you know, you have a learner's mind, right? And that, that it's, there's always more to do. There's always more to learn, always more yeah, to learn. Yeah, always, always. And, always you, and I see the, the mutual respect amongst the, the guys in town. Like, hey, Matt, you know, and it's not like, oh, hey, Matt, <laughs> you're rolling up again, huh? No, it's, you know, it's genuine praise and respect, and I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and that, that, that feeling for, for these guys out here, it's mutual. Um, I've, reached, um, I've reached out to guys, they've never responded. Um, sent them messages, just kind of like, hey, you know, me and my wife are, you know, I'm about to go on this journey. You know, any advice you can give me, um, you know, because you, you, you know, and guys, you know, you'll have people that won't respond, but and you have guys that'll pour into you and show you love. You know what I mean? Like Robert Lerma was one. I mean, when I Hell first yeah. when I first came out here to Texas, he invited me out, and we didn't know each other, and he allowed me to sleep in his home with his beautiful family, his beautiful children, his wife. Like they, they all open up there. His yeah, giant whiskey cabinet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! And his blue bell ice cream. Hell yeah! We were sitting on the couch eating a bunch of blue bell ice cream, man, and that was fun. I remember that, and a lot of different people. Um, Isao over at Two M, Leonard yeah. over at Truth, Wayne. Um, me and Aaron's had some conversations. You know, I reach out. Uh, you know, I'll message him, and these people respond back, and and they they express love and they show love. Uh, we. We were just over at um, Terry Black's. I was hanging out with Mark. Hell yeah. And that was our first time ever shaking hands. That was our first time meeting. But we've had conversations, and I have a respect for him. Ben Siegel over at Bangers. You know, they, we just we were over there walking around, hanging out today. You know, and even though they're closed, I mean, these guys could easily just, you know, blow you off or whatever the case may be. But that's why, you know, I, I, get, I get so many messages. Um, on a daily basis, and, and, and I try very hard to respond to everybody because I remember what it was like to be in that position where people are excited about a new endeavor, and it's, it's just something about it, man. It makes you feel, it's such an awesome feeling, man. You're excited about something, and you're just like, oh, man, I'm getting here going to this, and there's people that's done it, and you're just kind of like, okay, let me reach out to them and, you know, is there anything I should avoid? I mean, any advice, you know, that sort of thing. And these guys respond back, and you can call them, you know. Any, I mean, even out in L.A., I mean, with um, Andrew and Michelle, you know, I needed, I was doing a pop-up at the Grove, and um, we did this really cool pop-up, and Andrew allowed me to use the smoker. Um, he let me use the smoker, but then they, like, they set us up at their house, you know. Michelle came out, brought out some breakfast tacos, and, uh, God, I bet those were good. They were, man. You know, and they <laughs> she's, a, a, she's a machine, man. She's she is, a man. And I have a great deal of respect for them. Even Danny, like, we really haven't hung out. But, I mean, this was just, I mean, this was just last week. I mean, he was just like, hey, man, um, I know you're dealing with the permitting process. And, yep. 
you're dealing with this different stuff. He was like, if I have to come out there and come stay with you for a few days to help you out in any way, I will. I mean, this guy just had a, he has a newborn. Yeah. And, nope. and you know, and I would, and I would do anything for these guys. I mean, and the love, I, it's just been nothing but love. And I, and I appreciate that, you know? Well, and it, it it's reciprocal. It's a, it's a circle. It's not a back and forth. I mean, I think that, I think without the barbecue scene, I think cell phones wouldn't even have like the phone feature on them anymore. Like y'all are the only people like I talk to, you know, <laughs> everyone else is just texting and whatever. Like you, as soon as you were, you were here, like the first thing you did was like record. You sent me like a little audio thing, like, yo, hit me up. I, I, I lost your number. I got a new phone. Yeah. And I'm like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it's, it's cool to see, you know, I, I used to work in real estate and it's like an old school business. There's a lot of handshaking. You gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. be there for people. And I, and I love that barbecue, even though it's this old, old thing, is now becoming a new thing. And, you know, you're making it new. You know, we got, we saw Evan Leroy last night. Like, yeah. he's making it new. Oh, yeah. And it's it's this beautiful circle of, is this, is this like, the same as uh, 100 years ago? Or am I, am I doing something different? It's the same wood. It's similar machines. I mean, and, and it's cool to see, you know, even when I was setting up the cameras, I was thinking about that first interview where i didn't even know how like the recorders worked you know and it's like mm. you're talking about reaching out to all these people like even though that was years ago where you couldn't find a place to pop up you can still tap into that and be like yeah i remember when no one really cared what i was doing and, yeah. it, and it and it people don't see that they just see you where you're at now but but you can tap into that and say oh yeah i remember when like this was tough you know and it's still tough but it's tough in new ways it's tough in mm-hmm. You know, the new fires, the old right. fires are out, right. the new fires are on. Yeah. Man, what a journey it's been. I mean, yeah, you, all those, I mean, just the journey. I mean, if I would have known, I would have had to go through a lot of the stuff that I've been through. I mean, <laughs> I probably would have kind of took a step back and kind of just, you know, okay, is this what I really want to do? But I'm glad I made the decision to, you know, really dive into it. Because, you know, during this journey, it's been, you know, you, you've, you face challenges. We all face challenges in yeah. life, but it's, there was times where, you know, people didn't line up for the food. There was times where I only sold two orders uh, when I did a pop-up outside of a bar. And I was out there for about three or four hours. And I think I was out there so long because um, I didn't want to just give up. I'm like, you know, I'm going to sell this food. A couple people came. That's it. You know, my wife is seven months pregnant. Um, it was in the dead middle of the summer. No one came. And at that moment, it kind of made me question what I was doing. Um, I don't like to quit anything. I like to see it through. And um, it was just one of those moments that made me realize that in order to achieve anything great in this life, there needs to be a measure of sacrifice, whether it's time, time with family, which, you know, I've had to deal with that. Yeah. There's a lot of times I like to be in bed or, you know, be home with my family, but when you're committed to something and, and committed to excellence and greatness, you have to push it through and then accept adversity. Uh, one of the things earlier on I told my wife was, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to do this barbecue. I'm going to make it happen. And I told her, I said, I want you to know one thing. If we don't get any customers at all, I am perfectly fine just cooking the barbecue for myself and trying to create the best product that I can. So even if no one shows up today, don't be discouraged. Keep your head lifted high. Um, 
walk in excellence, walk in faith and, and trust the process. And that's what we've done, you know, and to go from, you know, cooking in the alley at one point, you know, and it, it was like a huge dumpster and the thing's thing. I'm like, <laughs> that was the only place I could set up and I'm cooking in this alley to go to, you know, cooking in a baseball stadium for a hundred people <laughs> for one of the world's largest brands, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Um, just a lot of a lot of great things that that has come along this way, and we're gonna keep pushing it forward, keep driving it forward, and um, we're relentless in our approach, very relentless. Well, you have to be because barbecue will check you. Mm-hmm. You know the same way that you know if you ride motorcycles, you'll have a close call. Like I, I have a ton of stories of guys that I I knew that they could cook, they, but they're not necessarily known, or they're doing a pop up and. You know, there, there, there's guys that did pop-ups 30 miles west of Austin in these, like, nice neighborhoods where people don't really get it or they're not used to it. And it's the same thing. But the the other funny thing is that those stories have, you know, it's like you're sitting there and you're not selling anything and you know it's good. You know right. you're doing everything right. Right. But, like, one of the guys, you know, he had two brisket. He had a whole bunch of stuff because he was at some coffee shop. And instead of being like, damn, we didn't sell out, right. the first thing he was like, where's the closest fire station? And like brought the food to the and we hung out with those guys for like half an hour and like gave them food and and like Who did that? huh who was that uh, it was my buddy Eric really yeah see I mean that, that's cool I didn't mean to cut you off oh no good no, that's, I mean that I mean that that story I was telling you nobody showed up and I had to like send my wife home because she was just about ready to pass out in that over a hundred degree heat um, I took all that food and you know we're not of course we're not gonna waste it. But just to kind of save from embarrassment of just bringing back all this cooked meat that I stayed up all night preparing, um, we found like a like a homeless shelter and people that would appreciate it, you know. And and that's the thing. It's like kind of like even with the Horn Initiative, when we started feeding the community, you know, we had people ask, like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, because that's what we're supposed to do for a community when you're that's a right. part of a community. Right. Why are you being a good person? Right. I, and, you know, and I, we had that. I had somebody, you know, they came and they were just kind of like, um, you know, what are you guys doing? You know, we're, we're feeding our community. We're, we're showing our love for the community. We're feeding our community. And they're like, well, you know, that's, that's not for us. We can give it to somebody who, who really needs it. And we all, we all need love. It's for everybody. And I told them, I said, you guys are a part of this community. This is for everybody. So if you are hungry... We'll feed you. Don't worry about it. It's on us, you know? Yeah. And that's what we did, and that's the heart that we have for what we do. Well, and you also have a a unique skill, which allows you to cook. Like, if you're like, oh, I, we want to feed 400 first responders, mm-hmm. you know, like that's like the minimum. Like, no one cooks barbecue for 100 people, you know? <laughs> right. It's like you guys cook for big groups. You guys right. cook, like, and, and I think that the – that – inherently adds some love to it because you're thinking about all the people you're not you know you, you know besides the beginning now if you have a pop-up you're not going to interact with 50 people right like you're going to interact with hundreds of people you're right. gonna you're gonna see all their faces and they're gonna remember you and they're gonna tell stories and everyone's got their phones out now taking pictures and it, it's funny because uh a couple of franklin cutters i've i've talked to them and they they will like literally cut that last piece like put up the sold out sign and then they're immediately looking at hashtags and tags and like oh did how did that platter come out like they're literally looking at their work because people are taking all the, you can look at every platter you served because it's on instagram somewhere you know what I, whenever i cook no I, I look at it like a blank canvas and i look at it 
as art, I was doing an interview and I was telling um, the interviewer that, you know, when I look at barbecue, you see this this art and you see this craft, but it's like the, my perspective of it is I look at this this blank canvas and I'm, I'm painting, I'm painting something. This is my expression put on this platter and prepared for our customers. And so I take it serious. I, you know, I'm looking at how bark is forming. I'm looking at the color of the meat. I'm looking at how we're presenting it. I don't want to present anything sloppy because it's a representation of myself, um, my brand. So we're very intentional with all of these different things, all the fine details. They, they all matter. And I know people will probably just be like, well, it's just barbecue. I mean, it's not just barbecue. It's never just barbecue. No, it's never barbecue. <laughs> I mean, it's never, it's, if never, it's never just that. It, when we say it's us, we're not just, you know, Matt and David and Richard and the other guys, right? It's, you know, we're on the planet to do something, as we say, bigger than us, but also to represent a way of being in the world, right? So we share our bounty. You know, we exemplify generosity. Not because we're looking for praise for that, but we want the world to be like that. Right, so it shouldn't be exceptional that we make food for, for those for the community. You well, know, you, if you anything, we're trying to level set the the culture. And you know, especially with uh, uh, COVID and Black Lives Matter and everything that's happening, you, you see a lot of people, and and you know, they're corporations; they don't know better, and they, they're doing these things where they put out, you know, like right when COVID hit, everyone sent out an email that was like, "Here's what we're doing," and a lot of it was just BS, like. Uh, I don't know what the word is for it, but they're they're just kind of trying to show off like, oh, we care, you know. And it's like you don't have to do that because it's it it didn't you didn't think twice about oh we're gonna cook for people that can't afford it or you know uh, Danny did like a industry you know if you're if you're mm-hmm. if you're working at a restaurant right now here's free food yep you know and yep. it's like I love the inherentness of of the love it's not yeah. you, you don't have to fake anything you don't have to like when you put out a statement. It's easy because it's just how you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for us, yes, exactly. And the, for us, the statement is what we do. Yeah. It's like, hey, y'all, love bomb hitting. <laughs> o- opening, you know, 30 days, whatever. Yeah, right, right, right. Pop up next week. <laughs> no more pop-ups. It's crazy. I, you, know, I, I, you know what, man? I, I struggle with that. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm going to be honest with you. I struggle with it because it's like that's the thing that really kind of got me to where I am. Um, I would have loved to go, you know, I would have loved for it to happen a lot quicker and, you know, and all, you know, you know, just naturally yeah. whenever you're pursuing anything in life, you want to achieve that thing and you want to, you just like, you just kind of just want it now. But this whole experience, like with barbecue, there's a measure of patience and I had to go through this different stuff and the pop-ups are something that, you know, I would, I would go and get the flyers designed and, put it on social media and, you know, ask bloggers to, you know, can you share this and that sort of thing and, and look at it where it's like, it's kind of created a life of its own where even right when, I mean, our last pop-up we had, you know, we had a few hundred people out there in masks, but people still came. Um, there was a time during the, I mean, do you remember the, the bad air quality oh, and the bay? I mean, oh, yeah. the fires and stuff yeah, that we yeah, were having that's right. and, it just happened during a time that I had already had a pop-up planned and I was nervous. And the reason being is not so much like, should I still do the pop-up? I don't want to put people at risk. Um, but I'm just like, Hey, you know, we'll move it inside. 
because I, I I care about their their health and their their safety yeah. and that sort of thing. But people showed up and they you know they had they had their mask on and people still lined up and that's and I appreciate that support and I have a responsibility. If people are gonna line up for my barbecue, if people are gonna fly in, I mean we have people drive in on road trips for pop ups. They fly in for pop-ups, um, and they're like, look, Matt, I want to show you our ticket, man. We just flew in today, and that sort of thing. And I see that, and it's, it's beautiful, man. But it, I have a responsibility to give my best at all times. I don't have the luxury to slack off. I don't have the luxury to cut corners. Yeah, it would be, you know, people naturally want to take the easier route with anything whenever you're met with any sort of adversity, but... I have a responsibility to give my best at all times. Yeah. Especially to the people that are coming and supporting and helping me, you know, and supporting me and my family. I mean, I'd love to be able to cook a brisket in two hours, but that's just not how it works, it's just you not know? How it works, man. <laughs> it's not how it works. And and, and it, it uh it's the process that really teaches you, you know, it's a you don't cut I mean you could you could cut all kinds of corners, you know, but you don't because that's just who you are. Right. You know? Uh, and and that's what this scene is. That's what the the people of barbecue are. Is like you guys are. You know, you could try to sneak in the pit with you know, without all these things that the city's asking you for. But you're doing all that, and you're going to get it certified. And you know, it, it's just it's beautiful to see barbecue progressing and y'all having enough support and mm-hmm. having a restaurant group that can uh, that that can get you there. You know, it's a it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful story, and I, I'm 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 happy that you know I get to be here. I'm happy that we're friends. Because no, it's, I'm I'm grateful to have you as a friend. I'm not just saying that; I really do mean that. Um, hell yeah, dude. You've been a great friend, and even before we even really knew each other, you showed love. Um, you showed me what you were cooking on in the back, and <laughs> I remember that. And you, you opened up your your home to me. You know where you where you rest, where you find peace and solace, and you let me into that place, you know, and, yeah. and I appreciate that. But, um, I mean, that's, that's, that's what it is for us, uh, but what we're doing. I mean, we're trying to create a culture. I mean, Oakland naturally, um, you know, being one of the last stops of the, the great migration, mm-hmm. um, there's families that set up in Oakland to do barbecue. And, um, and you see that, and it's a very beautiful thing, but it's just like, in my mind, whenever I put my hands on anything, I want to kind of take things to the next level. I want to respect those that laid the foundation for me to be able to build and to be able to create. But it's all about, you know, building something that will last longer than me. I mean, Robert Lerma, he, I mean, at one point we were having a conversation and he was just kind of like, hey, Matt, like, this is bigger than you. This is going to be bigger than you. Hell yeah. And at the time, I'm listening to him. I'm like, you know, I'm understanding that. And a lot of us kind of have this kind of like, kind of like a what mentality of just like, hey, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. This is what we are doing. What we're doing is barbecue. And throughout this process, I've I found like that why. Because there, there are pitmasters and men and women that have come before me um, that may not have had... Um, the exposure that I have or didn't get the the credit or, you know, blood, sweat, and tears that they put into what they were doing within the craft of barbecue. 
and you don't, you know nothing about these people. Yeah. So I I look to that, and when I look to that, that's what helps me kind of move forward with the story that we're telling, but then also um, the work that we're doing, telling a story for the next generation, and impacting in children and generations to come. So it, there needs to you have to be able to have that kind of kind of greater vision. I mean, we have a vision for Horn Barbecue and then Horn Hospitality Group. But to be able to have a vision, to be able to connect to the next generation, to kind of keep this thing going, not just not just about, you know, making a dollar and we'll make money. Yeah, yeah. Money will money will be made. <laughs> we'll, we'll, money will be made. I mean, know? think Hopefully. about how how far you've come, man. Right. No, definitely, definitely. So, and I'm grateful. But yeah, but you know, and, and yeah, I mean, to that point that, you know, one of the things I draw inspiration from Matt is that he represents a revitalization of a tradition. So we talk about, you know, opening a restaurant in West Oakland, you know, the last stop of the Great Black Migration. And there are, as he said, there are tr families making barbecue, black families making barbecue in Oakland for decades. But that tradition had languished. But now when, you know, you meet other folks making barbecue in the Bay Area, they see Matt, and like, they, they will literally say, thank you. You know, and that's an, that's an extraordinary thing. Yeah. Where it's not like, hey, how come you make barbecue better than me? <laughs> or whatnot. But it's like, thank you, because you're helping to revitalize our tradition. Yeah, and, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's like, we're not, we're not going around like saying, hey, we're the best, we're better than you, or nothing like that. We, 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 we don't. Mm -hmm. And but I never have. I've never put, this is the best you're going to have, or we are the best. At the thing with me is, is like, if I just focus on my craft, and the, and the excellence that we're pursuing and striving for perfection. Um, and everybody has their opinion about perfection, but that's what drives us, and that's what I focus on. And we just kind of stand our line. We don't have to diminish anybody no. that's doing barbecue. Nope, not once. We don't need them to uh, be a platform or a stepping stool in order for us to be able to shine our light in the culture. We stay in our lane. We do what we do. Along the way, if, if people are inspired by what we do, um, that's a blessing. It's a beautiful thing. No matter what you look like, white, black, right. Indian, wh whatever. At, at it this doesn't point, matter. like, who cares? It does not matter. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter, man. We, we, we want to inspire all people. Yeah, like, let's and, just all, let's just all be people. cool. Yeah, you know, and I see anyone that's in need, no matter what their beliefs are, whatever their orientation whatever the case may be we'll lend a helping hand we'll feed these individuals and these people they're we are no better than they are well and, and you know these are these are incredibly humble wise words you know from someone who's you know you 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 get to go to the super bowl you get to cook for nike at big events like you get to do this stuff that's so epic but at the same time like you you just see that you know it's all about the scene as much as you. It's all about the restaurant group. It's all about your guys as much as the customers. And right. and that wisdom, that thought, that that pace that you bring things, it it adds even more. You know, you could probably have a pop up, or when you open the restaurant. Oh yeah, uh, 
you know, you could just have a, a meet and greet. Just be like, come hang out with Matt. There's no food. <laughs> and people would still line up to, to hang out. You know, and just, hang, just hang out. Come have, a, come have a beer with us. Let's yeah. drink a little bit of bourbon or yeah. have a cigar or something like that. And just, just have a good time. I mean, um, I have a really good buddy who's, a, you know, an officer with uh, Oakland PD. And um, he comes over all the time. He comes and hangs out. He brings his buddies over. And, um, you know, with everything going on in the country, um, we need police protection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're grateful for those men and women that suit up in that uniform. But then also there needs to be a, a level of accountability on Hell all yeah. parts. And then um, just like we were talking about the whole hashtag and the different companies and organiza- organizations, and they're posting the, 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 the blacked out posts and we stand with you and black lives matter and and everything like that but i think in order for us to really um see real change i think uh we have to lead by our actions and i buy you know words are words but action you know tells a story of i mean when i say we're serious about what we're doing we're serious about what we believe in we're serious about the change we want to see in this country and I think that that's, that's really important. And a lot of people aren't ready for that change, but I mean, uh, I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but you it know, needs to yeah. happen. No, absolutely. And, you happen. know, we're not just positioning ourselves as drivers of a culture, but no. trying to set an example for what the culture can be and might be. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you for your time. You know, we've spoken for over an hour now. I'm so excited to, Go back and listen to this whole conversation. I'm so excited to spend the next few days with you guys, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate it because uh, these are the these are the kinds of things that I want to put out there. When the world's in turmoil, everything feels upside down. This is like this is what everyone needs is you know they need to they need to show up at your restaurant when it opens with mm-hmm. lots of cigars and bourbon and just uh, <laughs> bring the cigars, bring the bourbon. That's right. Bring your families out. I mean, I mean, safely. Yeah. yeah, safely, but safely. Let's you know, right. let's have a good time, and you yeah, know, yeah. and it's been a long time coming. It's been a just been a journey to get to this point. I mean, I got the building in August, but six to eight months prior to that, you know, I was spending time with different brokers trying to, you know, yes. find a location or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But now here we are. I've had to you know wait and be patient, even within myself, and and now we're you know to the point where we're at the finish line. And we're ready just to, you know. Come celebrate. Have yeah. some joy with us, you know. So keep your eyes open. Horn Barbecue. Absolutely. Probably, what, you're like a month out maybe? Yeah. A month-ish? Okay, we'll, call, we'll call it a COVID month. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, at this, point, uh, at this point, you know, this won't come out for a few weeks. So yeah. hopefully you guys will be even closer by the time that happens. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, appreciate you, man. Hey. Yeah, thank, thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned for more. Hey, they come in and meet, man. Y'all see me eat, man. Hit on the meat, man. Y'all see me eat, man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle green or showing the hell of like a meat on the meat, man. Y'all wanna see me eat?